Hello and welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, the manga podcast where every week we read all of the chapters of Shonen Jump on Viz's website, as well as another collective volume of manga. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm your host, Kevin. This week we read volume 13 of Haikyuu. Mm-hmm. And we've been reading Haikyuu for over a year now. That seems weird. Yeah. But I guess it's true. We're also only like a quarter of the way through Haikyuu, which also seems weird. Yeah, for some reason I thought it was only 300 chapters, but it's 400. I'm rounding up. You think you were rounding down, but No, I thought it was closer to 300, but it's it's at like it ended at around like 400. Before we get to that though, we have Shonen Jump and I have to try to remember what happened in Shonen Jump with a headache. I remember being down on it and then like taking a break and coming back and liking this like second half of it, but I don't remember details like I'm going to have to soon. I thought it was mostly okay. Like nothing jumped out of me and was like, yeah, but at the same time, it wasn't like, oh god, that was awful. Yeah. Well, I suppose we'll start with the brand new series, Super Smartphone, Chapter 1, Super Smartphone. What did you think of Super Smartphone Brothers, Kevin? It had some cool ideas, I guess. I kind of like that, like, I like the idea that he can look up anything, but there's limits to, like, what he can ask. Like, he can't just be like, where's this thing? He's like, well, I have no idea. And he kind of has to, like, yes, it has all the information everywhere, but he kind of has to use it. I was kind of struck by how old it felt. And, like, it doesn't feel like, oh, this is, like, mega old. It feels like it's early 2000s or 90s, though, and it feels very formulaic of, hey, here's the hot childhood friend he has. And here's the his, like, brother and the dilemma. It just, like, feels old in a strange way. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you. I kind of like the premise but it also like it makes me feel old in other ways like oh man everybody has a smartphone i have a way better smartphone and it just makes me remember when we were kids and like what are basically our smartphones now would be the magical devices the characters would have Mm -hmm. yeah that's fair i i just i kind of like the the mystery aspect of it kind of thing so i'm sort of interested in this i think it's a decent setup it also feels like I don't know. It just feels very episodic in a way, like it's setting up a status quo, and I don't really know how many interesting mysteries this premise can provide before I get tired of it. Mm-hmm. We'll see, because I didn't dislike the first chapter by any means. I'm taking a more critical stance. Mm-hmm. It just also didn't grab me. It's not a series I would probably want to read if we weren't reading everything in Shonen Jump every week, why we do, like we do. Fair. Uh, anything else you want to say on it? Nope. That'll bring us to One Piece chapter 1048, 20 years. You're kidding yourself, Odai. You've been doing this longer than that. <laughs> what did you think of One Piece this week, Kevin? I liked One Piece this week. You know, some good stuff in here. The Orochi stuff, I'm just kind of like, I've yeah, killed exactly. him again. I, it, is everyone going to have to show up and cut off Orochi's head? Like, you know, Luffy's going to show up and be like, hold on, hold on. I need to kill Orochi now. Let me borrow one of your swords, Zara. <laughs> That would actually be funny. This chapter had real, like, moving towards the climax energy, or I should say moving towards the end, like, with the flashbacks and stuff, which makes me think Orochi's really dead this time, but fool me six times, I mean, I'm a fucking idiot, so I can't believe it, and that makes it not land. Yes, I feel that. Like, if this had been the second time, you know, like, ah, we thought he killed him once, but it's like, but this, you know, like you said, this is however many times this is. I just, I don't, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. I like some of the callbacks to Luffy trying to punch Kaido without touching him. 
mm-hmm. with stuff from his training arc, that's okay. I liked One Piece overall, but it wasn't anything special. It just, like I said, it has an energy of feeling like this is the end of the fight. Mm-hmm. But, like, I can't believe it with the Orochi stuff. And I really like the Kaido fight in theory. But most of the major beats in it have felt disappointing to me. Okay. And this one has that sort of thing as well. It's like, I I am ready for it to end, but I feel like it should be a cooler end than this. And it's not over yet. We'll get at least one more chapter of it to redeem it. But that's how I felt reading this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. Anything else you want to say on One Piece? Nope. That'll lead us to Jujutsu Kaisen Chapter 183, Tokyo Number 2 Colony Part 3. I do not care about these characters at all, Kevin. Yeah. A little. I care about Shugamaro more than these characters. Fair. I just, I, I had the same thing of like, I don't really care. It's like, this guy's power is a pachinko machine. I was like, that'd probably work better if I understood, like, I don't know how pachinko works. I kind of do. And it's still like such a wordy explanation. As we talked about before, that is not the mangaka who creates Jujutsu Kaisen's strength. Even though this is a Hunter Hunter ass power and I should love it. And the idea that it's not just a pachinko machine, it's a specific erotic pachinko machine based on a manga the other character likes, I should be all about that. But I just do not care at all. Yep. Nope. I totally feel you. Anything else you want to say about Jujutsu Kaisen? Nope. All right. That'll bring us to Mashal Magic and Muscles chapter 106 then. Mash Burned Dead and the Reasons to Fight. I thought this was fine. Yeah. This this is pretty good. It's more training montage stuff. I, it's not been going on too long yet, mm-hmm. but and I do kind of like that we're letting it focus on all the different characters, especially since Mashal's training is pretty boring. Mm-hmm. That said, we then cut back to Mashal's training, and that reminds me that it's pretty boring. Yeah, but like the guy being like, "Oh, I'm going to attack your water bottles, and you have to experience the agony of death." That's all good shonen stuff, but. The stuff with Mashal really doesn't do anything for me. I gotcha. Anything else you want to say on Mashal? Not on Mashal, no. That'll bring us to the Elusive Samurai Chapter 61, the Naka Sendai War 1335, which I feel like would have much bigger impact if I was more familiar with Japanese history. Mm-hmm. That said, I did like this chapter. Yeah, so did I. I really liked, you know, just the stuff that's coming and... I really like the bit at the end where they're like, ah, he sees so, you know, poised, calm, and collected, and he's sitting there going like, oh my god, this armor's so heavy, I can't move. As basic as it is, I really like the information warfare stuff of them deliberately giving the ninja false information. Mm-hmm. I thought that worked really well. I thought the before the battle stuff worked well. I liked the chapter, but it also, I didn't love the chapter. I didn't think the armor joke was that funny. I thought it was good. It was the right bit for the moment. Yeah. But I feel like this has a lot more impact when it's like, oh, this is the big war starting that we knew this was leading up to the entire time. And like, I was kind of aware of that because the story told me, but I don't have any context for this war and what its ramifications are. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else you want to say about Elusive Samurai? Nope. That'll bring us to Blue Box Chapter 51. This is just right. What did you think of Blue Box this week, Kevin? I really liked Blue Box this week. I really liked... The bit with the one friend being like, Rhythmic Gymnastic Girl, being like, hey, did you ever like anybody? Maybe. And she's like, oh, really? You did? Like, just, that was so good. That bit read weird to me, because it felt like it was setting up that he had a crush on her, which is something we speculated about before. But we get a 
you know, out of focus brief image of the girl he likes, which does not look like her. Mm. So I guess not. But that scene read very weird to me because of that, because it felt like they were still sending that energy. Mm -hmm. What I really liked was the ending and the cliffhanger it's setting up about the two female leads having to have a talk about boy. Yes. Since it's being forced. I really like that. And I also like the bit about Taki and Chinatsu comparing their heights. Yeah, I liked that as well. Taki would be like, I'm, I'm the guy, I should be taller. And she's like, mm, I don't know. Nope, I like you right here. I'm a basketball girl, so <laughs> you should be. You should stay shorter than me, I think. That's how that works. Yeah, I enjoyed it as I usually do, despite that criticism of it. Because like I said, I really liked the end, and I thought the beginning was pretty cute. Mm-hmm. That bit in the middle just, like, it seems like it needs to lead somewhere. And I don't really know where, because while this is a character that's been around a while, I don't think he serves very well as a viewpoint yeah that's fair anything else you want to say about blue box nope that'll bring us on to ayashimon chapter 22 share the same fate ayashimon is probably the thing that stuck out the most to me this week as we're setting out a diehard and i just really like the sort of comedic stuff of them both sides being like okay we can't let the normies realize we're fighting and all the ridiculous like oh we're putting on an action show because it's this action movie star who's staying here's birthday yep and he's like, my birthday's not for our month. I'm like, now time to go to your room, sir. <laughs> I was really liking it right up until the end, because I don't like the idea that we're immediately going to have this showdown with the main villain, I guess. Yeah, that does seem pretty odd. That said, I wonder if it's a fake out, given that everybody in the on his side is a Tanuki or a Kitsune, two monsters traditionally known for shapeshifting and taking others' forms. I hadn't considered that, and that would make a lot more sense. I was just like, I was I was having a lot of fun with that, and I'm like, oh, really, we're going to go to this fight now? Also, you challenged him to a duel. You can't abdicate. That's not how duel rules work. I feel like you can name a champion. You can name a champion, not if you're, t- traditionally, if you are the challenger, you cannot name the champion. You cannot name a champion. You can't be like, my dad's going to beat up your dad. Like, uh, <laughs> what? No. If you're challenging me to a fight, you have to fight me. Then I can choose to be like, nah, you can fight this guy. I certainly agree that it's odd that it seems like we're moving to the final confrontation right away, but I think it's a fake out. Whether it's a Tanuki Kitsune thing or otherwise. Okay. I just, I had not, I hadn't even considered that. So I was just like, really? We're, we're going to fight this guy immediately? Yeah, I agree with you. If that's what we're doing, it's lame. But I, I have faith it's not what we're doing. Okay. Uh, that's fair. Or they're that... going to get their asses kicked, and like it's the second act thing. Mm-hmm. Last but not least, we have Mission Yozakura Family Mission 128. We're home. What did you think of Mission Yozakura this week, Kevin? So I was surprised by the twist. You know, I wasn't expecting them to say that their dad was as evil as he was. You know, like, oh yeah, I've just I've been sacrificing thousands of people to bring your mom back, and I really love Mitsumi being like you. You know, yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna be a family again. She was like, "No, you d- you don't get to do that." Yeah, and especially she's like, "Ah, oh, you can't bring back your wife without killing a few thousand people. You don't care about a few thousand people, right?" They were just randos. They weren't family. Yeah, I feel like it should have tied into the death of Tayo's parents somehow because I feel like that's still sort of unresolved. I think it might. I think. You know, now I'm thinking it might it might have been the dad not trying to harvest them for some mean, but being like, well, because he was like, well, you know, and Tayo managed to 
come into his own power, which is good. And so it makes me think of like, <laughs> did you did you have his parents killed so that Mitsumi would have someone to rely on? Like, yeah, I I feel like they should have made that explicit here as part of the he's a horrible person thing. Yeah, and I mean they might do it next week. Yeah, we're on the same page there. Yeah. Or have him be like, and we don't need Tayo. Although I do kind of for her, he's like, and now I have a cool son-in-law. I didn't <laughs> even have that before. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I'm interested in it. Same. It's mo- most excited I've been about Mission Yuzakura family in a while, if mm-hmm. I'm being honest. Anything else you want to say on it? Nope. That'll bring us into Jump Card, then. Jump card to the segment where we rank everything from our least favorite up to our favorite, even the stuff we don't talk about every week. We only have 18 chapters this week, small shunning jump. What do you have at number 18, Gavin? Earthchild. Same. I, I'm i a little surprised you have it here, too. But man, is this new character unlikable. Man, does it feel like such an Earthchild pull-the-rug move for them to be like, and now we have to go back to Earth. It was like, what? D- w- why? Who Who cares? No, not me, Kevin. Not me. Yeah. What do you have at 17? 17 is where I have the peas. Like, I wanted to be like, ah, you know, we'll we'll see each other in the finals. And it was like, uh, Lucky just drowned the, the <laughs> audience. How do you think he's going to the finals? I really liked that bit. Specifically, we see the audience reaction. And I really like the sort of art critic stuff of that was terrible. Is it secretly genius? Should I give it high marks? <laughs> Okay, and I, I had... really like the idea of like art just for one person and like the idea of because I am a person who has niche interests and I am a person that very much believes it's pretty much impossible to make something that's profoundly meaningful to everybody. The more common denominator you get, the more you dilute your meaning. And that's that's fair. I wasn't trying to say that I can't believe he came up with this piece, but he's in a yeah. competition, you know, so no, I get it. And I wonder if maybe he won't be in the finals, and that's wishful thinking. But I also, we see some of the critical reaction, and that's kind of what it is. And I also kind of like the idea that it's a bunch of people just being like, well, he's the son of that super famous pianist, and I didn't understand it, but it must have been genius. (laughs) So I I actually put the piece pretty high this week, I won't lie. I have me and Robico at 17. Okay. I I think the joke went, like, it just went on way too long. It did. I, I understand how you come up with this idea for a chapter, but... You, they forgot the jokes. It just felt like the same thing happened again it, and again. It went slightly higher for me because of the ending where he was like, I remember everything that I read in a manga. Isn't that how everyone is? Yeah, I like that. Also, that's how I would study in high school. Not actually, manga, I could memorize. I had a bunch of Yu-Gi-Oh! duels memorized, and I would just watch Yu-Gi-Oh! and put moves to mathematical formulas and stuff. In my gotcha. Head. But yeah, that was okay. You're, you're right. Uh, what do you have at 16? 16 is where I put high school family. How, how do you cheat at Shogi to I, someone's I think face? She was... <laughs> it's a very complicated game, Kevin. Yeah, but like, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, like, oh, you were cheating. It was like, yeah. what, I, how? How do you cheat at Shogi? 
Well, you see, it's very difficult to read the Japanese characters, so it's hard to tell what pieces are which, Kevin. <laughs> Certainly at a high level, I agree with you. But I have Jujutsu Kaisen at 16 because I do not care about either of these characters. Okay. And at least in every other series above it, I care about the characters a little bit. Okay. What do you got at 15? 15 is where I put me in Robico. Like I said, I like that line where he's like, well, I remember everything that I read in a manga. Isn't that how everyone is? Yeah, I mean, too, that's fair. Uh, it is a good bit. I have Undead Unluck at 15 because this rip twist just like, like I said, it feels like it came out of nowhere. I really don't like it. Mm-hmm. We're just doing more of it. Yeah. It leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Well, like, it's slightly higher for me, but not not by much. But especially it's like, all right, so now he's won. So part of me is like, so he's killed Andy. Except obviously not. Yes, but it's like, so do the points transfer? Like, can you murder the point holder? Because, like... Yeah, I figured out how to save Undead Unluck, Kevin. Oh. Next week, Drew Carey shows up. He's unpoint, and the points don't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But it's just kind of like, all right, so you killed your friend to save your other friend. So it's like, so what happens if he succeeds? We go back in time and erase the series? I, I mean, it would be the next time loop, right? Which is slightly different. Yes. But I get your meaning. So, like, but the, I, well, the big although, problem is that Andy will survive the time loop. So it's like, all right, so Andy will be there, but the whole thing has been about unluck. So how is that going to change? Like, are I, we going to go through a time loop or is it not going to go through a time loop? So consider that ghosts exist and that's interesting, but I don't think we're going there. I think something's going to happen before... I don't think we're going to a next time loop. Yeah, fair. Neither do I, but just why are we having these stakes then? Yeah. Why is Rip set, Curse Rip sudden but inevitable betrayal? I don't yes. care for it. What do you have at 14? 14 is where I put Protect Me, Shugumaro. Yeah, I just, I'm, you know, not a huge fan of this series, so. Yeah. That's where I put High School Family, so. Okay. What do you got at 13? 13 is where I have Undead and Unlock. You know, all the stuff that we were talking about and just. Okay, I guess this is happening. 13 is where I put Witch Watch. Mm-hmm. The, like, woodblock carving joke is kind of funny, but the whole premise seems weird. The, like, random friend who shows up is not a character at all. Yeah, He's I did. a reaction prop. I did want to ask that. I was like, do we know who that is? And if you don't know either, then... Well, I mean even within this story. Yes. it's not. She's not here for any reason except to react, and they have plenty of characters for that. Mm-hmm. It's my number 12, so I completely agree with you. Towards where I put Protect Me Shugamaro, I know the Yu-Gi-Oh jokes are a little old, but that they actually ended with him dueling someone, mm-hmm. like, is the, like, one more, like, we haven't seen that yet, as odd as it sounds, so that actually was funny to me. Mm-hmm. What do you got at 11? 11's where I put Jujutsu Kaisen. There's, you know, like you said, this is a Hunter Hunter power, and I was like, he's trying, but I just don't care. 11 is where I put Mashal. It's okay. fine. Mm-hmm. What do you got at 10? 10 is where I put Mashal. Okay. Uh, that's where I put the peas. Okay. Like I said, I really like the commentary on art stuff that I feel like is actually in this chapter. I think it's pretty fun. And I, I, I like the peas more than you, as you know. Yes. There's actually a good chapter as well, which has not happened in a very long time. Mm-hmm. I've often described manga series I like and you don't as my dumb kids. Mm-hmm. The peas doesn't feel like my dumb kid. It feels like my artistic out there kid who's doing their own thing. Gotcha. What do you got at nine? Nine's where I put super smartphone. I'm intrigued, but I do have that apprehension that you mentioned of like, I don't know how 
far this can go. Yeah. I have Doran Doro on at nine. Okay. I thought the character interaction stuff was fine. I thought it was a pretty cute chapter, but it was also just kind of fine. Yeah. And the like ongoing plot stuff at the end they're trying to hook me in didn't catch my interest at all. I was kind of interested a little bit, so it went a little bit higher for me. But I would also agree it was a mostly fine chapter that was kind of cute. Just ended up going kind of high because this issue of Shona Jump wasn't the best ever. <laughs> no, it was not. What do you got at eight? Eight's where I put a kind of Banashi. It's fine. Like I like this series, but I just kind of like this series. It's not like I've I've ever had a moment of like, oh man, yeah, this is why I'm into this. Yeah, that's fair. I have it quite a bit higher, but I certainly get what you're meaning. It's where I put Elusive Samurai. Okay, again, it just didn't feel like it had the impact it should have had, even though I think it was a slightly above average chapter. Gotcha. What do you have at seven? Seven's where I put Dora on Dora on. Like you said, I liked the cute interactions, and I like the two different senpais that are... I, I like the one guy being like, no, you should, you know, stay away from my team. They're mine. Yeah, and then he'd be like, oh no, am I being jealous? <laughs> yes. Seven's where I put Super Smartphone. Okay. I didn't think it was great, but it gets that, like, first chapter bump. It has the extra space. It, does, yeah. it tells its story. What do you got at six? Six is where I put Mission Yozakura. Some really good stuff in here. I'm really interested, and... I like the turn that the dad is actually, like, this shit human being after his wife died. But, like, it was all for the family, too. I, I think it all works out. Yes, it does. He's like, uh, he's like, oh, I was only pretending to be evil. I did mil- murder thousands of people. But it was for family. Yeah, and I like that. Like, like he's, yeah. like, he's literally broken of, like, no, but it was, like, family is the only thing that matters. It was like, no, family is the most important thing, not the only thing that matters. Holy shit. I put it slightly higher than you, so yeah. I wonder yeah. if we flipped on these, because I have Sakamoto Days at six. Okay. I kind of like the uh, seeing the future bit. I-, I-, I like the idea of, oh, I just have to read your... Oh, man, reading your mind is too slow. Like, I can even work on muscle memory. I just, like I said before, want this fight to be over. It's gone way too long. Uh, sure. But it's still, I thought this was a, one of the better chapters in it, so... Mm-hmm. What do you got at number five? Five's where I put Ayashimon. Like I said, really liking the like slapstick comedy of having to duke it out uh, without very anybody Jackie noticing. Chan, right? Yes. Of like yes. It's a serious fight, but they're doing very silly things in a very serious fight. But yeah. then the ending, it probably would have went higher if I had considered the fact that it's probably a Tanuki. And I didn't consider it right away. I went like, Oh, is that the guy? Mm-hmm. That is the guy. Huh? That's weird. Why is that the guy? It, it, I'm like, aren't they kind of enemies? I mean, they agreed to a stand uh, a, like truce, but like he's not giving the elder sister to him, which is like what you would do as a peace offering, right? Yeah. Which makes me think it's some sort of trick. And then I'm like, oh, they're all Kitsunes and Tanuki. So maybe it's that sort of trick. Yep. That I makes don't more know. sense. Where are we? Five? Yep. Five's where I have Mission Yozakura family. I gotcha. pretty much agree with everything you said on it. Mm-hmm. What do you have at number four? Four's where I put the Elusive Samurai. Like I said, you know, I'm, I'm really liking this. I kind of like the, uh, it probably, like you said, probably would have hit harder if I actually knew Japanese history, but I really like that this was kind of like, uh, yep, and here's the stage where, like, you know, this is how this thing started. Was just kind of a cool feeling. Yeah, I, like I said, I didn't get that cool feeling, which is why I put it lower. Mm-hmm. But I certainly think that's on me and not the story in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. I have one piece at four. Okay. Like I said, it just, I should care. It, like, it had really good energy. Mm-hmm. But it didn't have laying the punch that I think it should have. Similar to Elusive Samurai, actually. Gotcha. 
What do you have at number three? Three is where I put Sakamoto Days. I just, you know, I was I was really getting into it. I liked the guy being like, well, I can just read, you know, I can read the input signals to his uh, mind control device. And then I also liked uh, Shin being like, wait a minute. I was doing a fight earlier where Sakamo- I was reading Sakamoto's mind and fighting because I was blind. Wow, Mr. Sakamoto is amazing. He can even think faster than other people. Yeah. I have a Kanabanashi at three. Okay. It's sort of cheap early manga, like, oh, look at this. This thing is important. But, like, it got me in the heart, which is what's important. Gotcha. And I, I think I like a Kanabanashi slightly more than you. Um, it's hard to say because I think we both like it but don't love it. Yes. What do you got at number two? Two's where I put One Piece. You know, I just, I liked some of the stuff going on. I liked, I liked Luffy being, you know, or Kaido being like, uh, I melted Odin to death and this place has been lawless ever since. And I kind of like that flashback of like how Wano went to shit. Yeah, I like the like the energy of that and the idea because yes. it feels like it's building up to a climax. But like then the sort of capstone of it is Orochi dying, which, as we pointed out, yes, we're, no, we're entirely numb to. Yep. But I do like that, you know, he was like, I'll melt your fist before it hits me. And Luffy being like, I learned how to punch you without actually hitting you. <laughs> I read that chapter of Ayashimon where he had to punch fire. Fire, yes. <laughs> I have blue box at number two. Okay. I thought the chapter was good, but I'm way more excited for the next chapter than this one. Gotcha. So I had blue box at number one. You know, I, I just really liked it. Yeah, that's fair. I have Ayashimon at one, because I love the Jackie Chan stuff, like mm-hmm. I said. Mm-hmm. I thought it was genuinely really good, and while I agree with you, the ending is weird, but it intrigued me, rather than made me go, oh, this is too early. Gotcha. Because I definitely think something's up with it. I don't. I definitely don't think he's going to defeat the big bad here in this fight, even if it really is him. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else you want to say about Shonen Jump this week? Well, we read Haikyuu Volume 13, and we will be back to talk about that after our break. So we read volume 13 of Haikyuu this week. The bathroom is a great place of danger. <laughs> I just love that, like, he's like, anytime I go to the bathroom at a tournament, I get jumped by, like, all these scary dudes. Yeah, which happens again. Yes. Because, like, this is the time to foreshadow everything that's going to happen this tournament and build up the rivalries and matches and stuff. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I don't know that I have much to say about Haikyuu volume 13. It's nice in that we get kind of a full story and that we get a full volleyball match in it. Yep. And I enjoyed it like I always do with Haikyuu, but there's nothing special about this one. Haikyuu's formula is pretty well-worn at this point, and while it's still really, really good. Yeah, I I guess there's nothing much else to talk about. I do want to say I really like the message that they learned from that one team, that in order to have fun at a tournament, you have to be really good. Yeah, or otherwise you're just going to be frustrated and on the losing side. And there is a like back of a chapter note about how the author is like, oh, I always wanted to do this in a real game in high school, and I never got to, which I think for me confirms the idea that he was a volleyball player in high school that lost early. 
Yep. Since that's where all the focus is on the tournament, and he's so good at writing it. Yep. Yeah, so he probably was on those teams, and so I, I really like that. So I, I really like that that energy, and like you said, I, I liked reading it. I still love reading it, but I would agree, unless we want to go through every single point in the game. And I don't really, I like the bloody nose bit, because I was aware that if a player is bleeding, then they're not allowed to return to the game until they are no longer bleeding. I don't know if I learned that from an earlier chapter of Haikyuu, or if I just knew that as a rule of volleyball. I don't think that's been introduced in the game. I think that's why that's brought up here the way it is, rather than just, oh, you've got a bloody nose, you got to sit out. They like specifically mention you ha- you can't come back in until you stop bleeding. I really like that as a bit of tension, and I really like at the end of this volume in the next game, the cliffhanger of Daichi has just been hurt doing like an incredible save. Yeah, that was that was a really good cliffhanger. Anything you want to bring up in particular? No, uh, read Haikyuu, it's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I feel like one point per like 10 chapters might be better than when we ran up into Haikyuu and it was like point, 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 and we got lost. Yeah. Although maybe he was feeling that end energy and was like, well, I got to get it all out before Haikyuu's over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Do we want to add anyone to personality power level? I'm sure we're lacking people from Haikyuu, but no one really comes to mind. No, nobody really jumped out at me. All right, then. What are we going to read next week, Kevin? I, I delegated this to you. Next week, we're going to finish off JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 1 Phantom Blood with Volume 3 of that. Yeah, they're going to fight Dio, and that's pretty much all that happens at the end of Phantom Blood. They fight, well, yeah. I, they, they have to fin- do they have to finish off those two nights? I told you I don't remember reading Volume 2 of this podcast. We, we certainly did, mm-hmm. but I don't remember doing it. Well, and I think there's also this... Actually, I'm... I'm wondering, just will JoJo actually die in Phantom oh, Blood, or will yeah, he die the cruise in cruise ship stuff? I hadn't considered that. We'll talk about that next week. But that that is a question. Until then, our opening theme is "Fighting Against One's Will" by Midair Machine. Our closing theme is "A Psychic Fistfight" by Tom W. Emerit. Other music on the show is by Spectacular Sound Productions, and our album art is by Kate Wind on DeviantArt www.lastpodcast.com is our website where you can check out my other two podcasts, It's a Gundam and Last Time on Video Games. Is there anything you want to plug, Kevin? Nope. Have a great week, everybody. Stop.